Welcome to Parents' Rights Now, a production of Parents' Rights in Education, hosted by Suzanne Gallagher. We are committed to valuing students, empowering parents, and supporting communities to secure great educations for public school children in America. PRE welcomes all students, families, and community members who care about scholastic success for K-12 public school students. Visit our website, parentsrightsined.org, and like us on Facebook. Our chapters include Alaska, Arizona, Colorado, Idaho, Illinois, Maine, Montana, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Texas, Virginia, Washington State, Wisconsin, and something new, Australia. Join us by filling out the form on our website titled, Join Us. You will find information regarding issues and information about local and state chapters. Hey, everybody, welcome back, because we have a big event coming up, and that is on August 6th of this year. That will be August, Saturday, August 6th, and you got to be here. It's going to be incredible, incredible. Conrad Woodall is one of our speakers, one of our many speakers. Our uh, highlighted keynote is the, the famous Rebecca Friedrichs. She is probably one of the most humble uh, unassuming people you will ever meet. And we owe Rebecca a huge debt of gratitude. She was the, I would say, not the executive producer, but the producer, the visionary who put together the latest documentary on public schools. And that documentary is called, Whose Children Are They? That's the big question, isn't it? Whose children are they? Do they belong to the state? They better not, but it feels like they are, doesn't it? So you need to register today. The ticket price is $85 for the all-day conference. It includes lunch, a terrific lunch, lots of networking opportunity, and great inspiration, motivation, and equipping. And I'm talking about learning some new strategies, guys. Speaking at school board meetings isn't enough, is it? We've got quite a menu of things you can do. Our speaker lineup includes attorneys, a law enforcement officer, political training experts, legislators, a public school teacher, and a superintendent. So that ticket price, again, is the early bird price. And on the 17th of July, prices will go up about $20. So you want to get in on that early bird registration. Check out the Eventbrite link in our show notes. Okay, so today... Uh, we'll be addressing uh, an Illinois adoption of the new sex ed standards, the new uh, national sex ed standards, which, of course, are not based on anything that has to do with national health. It doesn't come from any governmental agency. It comes from a radicalized organization, which is Planned Parenthood, or SECUS. SECUS stands for Sex Ed for Social Change. By the way, they didn't change their acronym, but they changed their name to Sex Ed for Social Change. Now, this question of sex ed standards 
came to our attention when the Illinois governor, J.B. Pritzker, signed two bills into law in August of 2021. So we're coming up on almost a year. They were updating the state's sex ed standards in K-12 schools. Most states have adopted standards which include these basic provisions, medically accurate, healthy, and age-appropriate. We have found these standards are not followed by most CSE curriculums, at least the way parents expect them to be defined. Healthy is inaccurately defined, encompassing questionable medical treatments for mental health issues without parental permission. Medical accuracy is a subjective and often underrated requirement, often lacking in the whole picture. And because age appropriateness can only be determined best by parents, these lessons should only be offered by written parent permission. Illinois Senate Bill 818 added personal health and safety education standards in K-5 and made comprehensive health education more inclusive in grades 6 through 12. So they expanded their mandatory health education in grades K through 12. Now, I want to point out that that law was put into place in the state of Oregon, where we are headquartered in 2009. That was 13 years ahead of this radical change for Illinois. So when these standards were implemented in September of last year, parents noticed. According to Illinois law, school districts now do not have to adopt the voluntary standards unless they are teaching comprehensive sexual health education, and parents can choose to opt out. Course material and instruction help students learn about concepts like consent, and they also claim that it develops self-advocacy skills for effective communication with parents or guardians, health and social service professionals, other trusted adults, and peers about health and relationship. That's code for now they can advocate for themselves regarding their sexuality health in effective communication with all adults. The Illinois State Board of Education developed and adopted these new voluntary learning standards. So where did they come from? Where in the heck did these standards come from? I'm about to tell you. The Sexuality Information and Education Council of the United States, which is the long version of SECUS, is a national nonprofit organization dedicated to affirming that sexuality is a natural and healthy part of life. That's their goal. They are dedicated to affirming that sexuality is a natural and healthy part of life. I'm putting that in quotes, okay? Seekus, <laughs> this is what they're saying about themselves. Seekus develops, collects, and disseminates information, promotes comprehensive education about sexuality, and advocates the right of individuals to make responsible sexual choices. Included in that list or, or that segment of the population is minors. SECUS is acknowledged as the institutional voice of these concerns and a pioneer of the comprehensive sex education program. 
Planned Parenthood is behind all of the efforts to embed K-12 sexuality education in public school. CECUS, based in Washington, D.C., was founded in 1964 by Mary Calderon, medical director at Planned Parenthood. The reason I'm going into the historical facts of the origination of CECUS is to connect the dots for you, to help you understand who is behind this. Of course, we know now it's Planned Parenthood, how they evolved, and where we are now. Let's fast forward to 2011 because they have made huge strides. Make no mistake, these people are in it for the long haul and they are determined to achieve their goal. So here we are in 2011. That was the year that CECUS published the first edition of the National Sexuality Education Standards. They're not new, guys. They've been around for at least 11 years, these standards. Now, they claimed that the NSES were developed to address the inconsistent implementation of sexuality education nationwide and the limited time allocated to teaching the topic. They were frustrated. Our public schools were not dedicated enough to implementing this in grades K through 12 and certainly not giving the time and attention that they believed was necessary. Their goal was to establish the minimum essential content and skills for sexuality education K through 12. They also wanted this to be a planned, sequential, and part of a comprehensive school health education approach. They wanted to provide a clear rationale or reason for teaching sexuality education and skills at different grade levels that is evidence-informed, age-appropriate, and theory-driven. That is the beginnings of their mantra, healthy, age-appropriate, and medically accurate. They wanted to support schools in improving academic performance by addressing a content area that is both highly relevant to students and directly related to high school graduation rates. Well, guys, they failed at that because what has actually happened is that academic achievement rates have dropped in direct correlation with this saturation of sexuality education in our schools today. Okay, enough of that. Now let's look at let's look at the uh, second edition or the new updated edition of NSES, which was developed in the year 2020. So they state the first edition of the standards was a breakthrough, outlining the foundational knowledge and skills students need to navigate sexual development and grow into sexually healthy adults. The updated NSES reflect advancements in research regarding sexual orientation, gender identity, social, racial, and reproductive justice, and the long-term consequences of stigma and discrimination. Other additions include advances in medical technology, the emergence of digital technologies, and the growing impact 
of social and sexually explicit media on relationships. Inclusive and honest sex education goes beyond delivering information. Note they use the term inclusive. It provides young people with opportunities to explore their own identities and values along with those of their families and communities. It also allows young people to practice the communication, decision-making, and negotiation skills they need to create healthy relationships, both sexual and non-sexual, throughout their lives. FOSE partners are honored to share the National Sex Education Standards, second edition. So why is this important to you and me? Well, it's important because it explains the background and highlights the organizations and the players who are involved in pushing this on local school districts. We're going to explore this even more in the next coming weeks because it's important for us to know what to do exactly. Opting out is an option, but I'm going to explain some other strategies that will shock you, amaze you, and give you great hope. Let's do this, guys. This is Parents' Rights. Now, please check your show notes for links pertinent to this podcast. Oh, and one last thing. It would be so, so great if you could help us out financially as well. You know, we have ongoing expenses every month and we're growing, growing like crazy. And uh, we do give assistance to all of our chapters. They can uh, ask people in their various states to contribute. So you might want to consider that if there is a chapter in your state, uh, you can indicate that you prefer for the money to go directly to the state. And Pre keeps 20% of that and 80% goes to the chapters to help them with their expenses for printing, etc. A lot of them are putting on events and we encourage them to do that. And so this helps them to grow and to take action. And um, anyway, just go to the donate page on our website, parentsrightsined.org. Thanks much.